0: To Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN, it's time for Wednesdays with Wayno. And Cardinal right-hander Adam Wainwright, as he is every Wednesday, kind enough to join us. Wayno, how are you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing outstanding. How are you guys doing?
0: Everything's great. Hey, I want to start with this. What, what's it like for you now to take the bus up and see the hotel in Milwaukee, get into the lobby and see your room in Milwaukee after what happened last year?
1: <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking about that. When we pulled in the first day, it was uh, it was a takes you back, you know. I mean, I, I know when they saw us, they were probably like, "Oh, great, here comes those <laughs> Cardinals. They're <laughs> infected with everything," you know. So, um, but you know what? It could have been a lot worse. This is an outstanding hotel, um, uh, comfortable, business. there was people who were going through hard, way harder times than we were. So, uh, we made the most of it, and we came out of it. Uh, closer as a group and, and played good baseball down the stretch, made the playoffs, played a lot of games in a, only a couple of days, so it was it was a lot going on, but, you know, going back here in, in Milwaukee and actually having normal, somewhat normal situations is uh, always welcome.
0: Hey, Adam, one of the things that we did to consume content during the pandemic was we watched Last Dance. That, that was kind of the pinnacle of TV while you guys were shut down and all the other sports were shut down. And we watched Michael Jordan and we saw how he was able to put a chip on his shoulder despite his greatness. And, and it struck me the other day when I was listening to you after the win on Sunday against Colorado, I said, man, there's some some Michael Jordan Last Dance in there from Adam in, in finding a way to put a chip on your shoulder. How long have you have you done that? And did you w- watch Last Dance and compare?" Notes as you did.
1: Well, that's the first time I've ever been compared to Michael Jordan, Uh,
0: so I appreciate
1: that. I mean, we have very similar jumping abilities. Uh, Other than that, we're pretty, pretty different. But um, yeah, I did watch it, and I thought it was outstanding. Uh, Just being able to get kind of an inside view of that team and what made them go, and and, uh, what made Michael Jordan really who he was. I mean, the guys. Probably the all-time greatest competitor in any sport ever, 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 ever. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah. I mean, I, I I guess to a you know a lesser degree, I, I always without I don't intentionally do it, but I will will uh, always find a way to kind of motivate myself, uh, whether there's reason to or not. And I've I've kind of told our reporters over the years, you know, there there might be times where they write something just doing their job, but I'll we'll take personally, um, because I, because it, it drives me, you know, and, and then, you know, on reflection later, I'll come back to him as long as it's fair mm-hmm. and, and come back to him later and be like, Hey, I, you know, that was, I didn't realize it at the time, but that was totally motivate me. So I appreciate it. I know you were just doing your job because the reporting is a tough job. It, it, it really is. It's, it's a thankless job when you, when you do your job and report on players who are, playing good or playing bad you know you don't really ever hear thanks for it and then when you're right about them doing bad and the player comes at you you know you not like you can stop doing your job it's a tough Mm -hmm. it's a tough business so uh as being an older player i think you can kind of get a feel of in appreciation for
0: that there was a young angels player you you know of him ty buttry who retired a couple of weeks ago and in the story he had an instagram post about retiring he said essentially i made it to the major leagues because a teacher told me i couldn't what a great motivator isn't it that and i'm sure you're the same way when somebody says or intimates that you can't do something you have to prove to them and yourself that you can
1: oh yeah and i've had i've had uh, quite a few people. You know, they would ask me what I wanted to do when I grew up, and I told them I wanted to be a baseball player, and want to be a pitcher or outfielder in the big leagues, and and uh, play for a long time, and you know, be a superhero to kids, basically. And and uh, lots of people would have told me that. All right, well, that's a great pipe dream. But what else do you want to do? What's the real job? <laughs> Heard that? I was kind of like my friend's dad saying, you know, said it to us. It was really kind of awesome, his, his honestness, but he said, uh, you know, you're just a dime a dozen. There's a lot of guys with more talent than you that throw harder than you, run faster than you, hit the ball farther than you, and so uh, you're just one of them, and you know, he's right. I mean, there's there are a lot of people that throw the ball harder than me and run faster than me and hit the ball farther than me, and uh, it's about what you do with your talent and how you use it, uh, not, not what kind of talent you have, because we've seen all kinds of people who are way talent more talented than the all of us who are up here that never made it, so um, or or didn't last. So it's it's uh, he was right in a way, but it man, I I use, to your point, I use all every single last one of those things as motivation to
0: get me ready. Hey, Adam, I'm glad you brought up velocity because I've been thinking about it a lot, and I asked Mike Schilt about it the other day. One of your mentors, John Smoltz, says. I wish pitchers would become their own pitching coach and dial it back and enhance their command by just rather than going 100 miles an hour, go 95, 96. And I watch you pitch and I'm thinking, okay, there's guys that are walking a bunch of guys that I believe would have greater command if rather than trying to throw with max effort at 101 would cut it, dial it back to 95. I think Carlos has done a really good job of that. Mike Schultz referenced that the other day is that something that you take note of is especially with all the max effort guys that we we appear to see in baseball that maybe they could be better pitchers if they didn't throw as hard
1: yeah and i think you know i think
0: it's going to come back around
1: um there there's a there's a movement in in the game of baseball right now that's been kind of building for years of, of velocity 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 spin rate spin rate spin rate you know what is What do the analytics tell you that where do you need to throw this ball to have the most swing and misses? And uh, it's gotten away from pitching for some guys. Some guys will use that and pitch with it, which makes them really great. And some guys will look at that and go, all right, I can just go up there and throw it as hard as I want in this area or around that area, you know, a few times, and then they'll get me out of the game and, you know, I'll just be a reliever. But the problem with that is – there's not a whole lot of shelf life in that. And in the process of that, you're not learning how to pitch. And so, unfortunately, a lot of guys who are throwers, they go a couple of years where, you know, that, that spin rate, the high below works. And then if they lose a couple of ticks of miles an hour, they've never really learned how to pitch in the process. So it really hinders them. Uh, I think small two is exactly right. Um, now, for some guys, some guys need to go out there and just let it let it rip. Uh, and not think and for a, a lot of guys, they need to use their minds a lot more and figure out how to get the ball on the ground the fastest to get quick out so they can go deeper in the games because I, I can tell you it's getting a swing and miss is great and they're right that that is the only opportunity to guarantee that that there's not going to be a base hit. But also you got to get three swing and misses for every one ground ball you get uh, that's an out. So. Uh, And then every now and then you might get two outs with one ground ball. And that's a crazy, awesome thing, too. And those are okay to get. But so every now and then you need the strikeout. But every now and then you need the ground ball, too. There just needs to be a a mix of the two. I I embrace the the analytics. I embrace the the scientific uh, methods that are going on and finding the best way to get outs. But I also embrace the old-schoolness of going out and getting quick outs. I think there needs to be a a mix of the two. I go all new school. And you can't go all new, all old school and bag all the new information that's so great. So this needs to be a mix.
0: And Adam, you were telling me during spring training that that, that sweet spot for you was about 2014, right? When your your mental abilities as a pitcher were really strong, and that was the physical height of your abilities as too. That's a really special time when you reach that sweet spot, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's when it gets real fun when you can about three or four steps ahead of the hitter you're facing, you look at them and you kind of laugh because you already know what they're going to do with, what the pitch that you're going to throw because you know that you're going to execute it, that's pitching at its best and that's, you know, when changing speeds and uh, and uh, up and down and in and out and slow and fast and, and medium and, and sideways and bending the other way and, and, oh, I threw this to you last time. Are you looking for it? Okay, you are looking for it. Does that mean I'm not going to give it to you and I'm going to go this other place or I'm going to give it to you because you're looking for it and just make it a little bit lower so that it makes you swing and put it on on the ground earlier. Those are the things that I really, really love about pitching and and competing in our game of baseball.
0: And you and Yachty are so much on the same page. I thought it was interesting the other day when you were describing the buck, how you were shaking through the signs. How often does Adam Wainwright shake off Yachty or Molina in a game? Say you you throw a hundred pitches out of a hundred pitches that are called. How many are your call that you shake Yachty off?
1: Uh, That's a good question. Um, Probably. And he would tell you more than any other pitchers shaking him off. Um, but, you know, I just uh, I learned to call my own game in the minor leagues and even before that in, in, in high school baseball. Uh, and by doing that, I also learned that the best way for me to get an out is to throw everything I have with 100% conviction. And uh, without doing that, uh, I lose a step and I lose an edge. And so – if he puts down a pitch that's not going to give me 100% conviction, I'm not going to throw it unless he's got great reason to, and then I need to hear that reason, and then I'll and then I'll really buy into it. Now there are times where I look at him and I go, you know, we have kind of a look where I'll give him, and, and he knows that I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking between a couple pitches, and so I'm kind of leaning on his his understanding of the of the at bat at that point, and then at that point then I'll go with Giotti. So I'd say there's probably 10 or 12 times a game where I'm. I'm shaking Yadier uh, into a different, into a different area. But I mean, you know, most catchers I'm, I would have shaked, you know, 20, 30 at minimum. So (laughs) probably too much. You know, I think I'm, I think I'm smarter than I am sometimes.
0: Hey Adam, uh, uh, because we aren't at the ballpark and we don't get an opportunity to see bullpens and things like that. Is this starting rotation? are, Are you maintaining the exact same? Well, not the exact same, but the same thought process. Do you guys all watch your bullpens together?
1: Yeah, we do. Um, we have a uh, a system where, you know, as long as it's not gonna take away from from the uh, from the job that we have at hand. So, like, maybe if we have a big lift that day and it's a day game, um, we might not be able to to get over and, and watch bullpen. But if if we've got not a whole lot going on and it's a night game, we've already got our work done. We like to go out there and support each other and. And, and, you know, with, with multiple sets of eyes on a guy, you can, you can spot different things. So, um, Jack knows my delivery really well now from watching my bullpens over the years and watching me pitching games and stuff. And so, the other day, I'm pitching against uh, – who was it? was it? Two starts ago or was it three starts ago? Either way, it doesn't matter who I was pitching. Mid-game. You know, he And he's a young guy, and I've been around for a long, long time, so it takes some cojones to walk over to me in the middle of the game and uh, suggest something. But he knows me really well. We compete really well. And he knows he has, he has uh, 100% permission to come to me any time if he sees something not exactly right. Well, he saw my delivery, and he goes, hey, your your elbow is a little bit low. You're underneath it. You're pushing it. That's why you're not, a get a, not able to get out on, out front on top of the ball when you're throwing your sinker. Get that arm back up, get the hands moving a little earlier like you like to, and we'll see what happens. And I went out and threw two shutout innings after that when I really struggled the inning before. So uh, it's a great system we have going, and it's a it's a partnership that everybody wants to help everybody get better.
0: You must have loved that. When, when, he, when a young pitcher does that, I'll, I'll bet he, you were getting advice, and you must have loved that he came over and offered it.
1: Yeah, I did. I did appreciate it. And, you know, it's like, you know, when you're playing golf – and you're playing with somebody who's a really good golfer, and they look at you on the 18th hole, and they say, you know, all day you've been coming over the top of the ball, so why don't you just try keeping your elbow in a little bit tighter here, and then you hit a drive right down the middle, and you look at him and go, well, what in the world did you not tell me that 17 holes ago for? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, that's kind of how I feel about pitching, too. If you see something mid-game, let me know ahead of time so that I can – so that or as fast as possible so that I can go out there and make an adjustment and not <laughs> – I have to struggle through innings. When you see something, usually I feel things like that. But if I'm not feeling it and you see it, let me know. You know, and Jack does a great job of that. That's cool. he pays attention. That's that's the that's the lesson to the young guys, if anybody's listening. Is you got to pay attention. There's a lot of things you can learn by just paying attention and watching the game, watching close. And uh, Jack always watches close, and, and when you're watching, you're learning. And when you're not watching, you're not paying attention. You're not learning. He does a great job of that.
0: Hey, Adam. Before we get to big league impact, we would be remiss if we didn't ask how your bride Jenny is doing. You mentioned her in your post game on Sunday, and uh, we, we're just concerned, and we want to know how she's doing.
1: She's doing better. I appreciate you asking. She's uh, she's home now. We had her. We had to take her in for a few days um, to get on the right track, and you know we got her hydration under under control we think now we, every time we think we got it licked though it comes back around so we're not getting cocky this time uh but you know it's been hard on her but she's she's rebounded well she's an amazing person and she's a strong 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 person strong spirit she's she's got a lot of a will and drive and she's she's competing against this thing so she's uh she's doing well i'm proud of her she's still being a great mom and wife throughout so Uh, She's doing great. Thanks for
0: You have a great team and a great group of players that have joined you with Big League Impact, including your current second baseman, Tommy Edmond, who has some great things happening with his efforts with Big League Impact with the St. Louis Public Schools.
1: Yeah, he has. And and, uh, Tommy's joined in. Tommy, how fun is Tommy to watch, by the way? What What a blast having him at the top of the lineup, getting on base, stealing bags, hitting triples. Hitting home runs, playing amazing defense. I mean, I, didn't, I don't think anybody knew how great a defender he was going into it. Um, you know, we lost one of the best second basemen in all the game, but we're replacing him with, I think, in my opinion, one of the other great second basemen in all the game. So, uh, and and actually, you know, when we put him in the outfield, that that guy was my, maybe our best outfielder also. I mean, just an incredible talent. But he's also incredibly uh, giving, and he has a huge heart, and he's got he's got uh, with the St. Louis. Uh, public school system. He's doing some great things. You can go onto our website and check out what he's doing through big league impact. For every time we win a baseball game, you can contribute. You can help Tommy go out there. They, they have done amazing things. Uh, the money that we raised last year with Tommy went to helping uh, have full-time staff for people who were remote learning, who were dealing with mental health problems, which gosh, I mean, in this world throughout these, these, uh, these this pandemic times. I think kids have really felt not being able to go to school all the time. They've really, it's really hit them hard. There's lots of the suicide rate among kids across the country is sky high right now. And so there's a lot of mental health stuff going on and, and Tommy's great work last year helped a lot of kids in St. Louis deal with that. So uh, if you want to help out with Tommy and big league impact, you can go to BigLeagueImpact.org and check out what we're doing there. at Big league impact. He's doing some great things.
0: And you and the entire organization are doing great things. Adam, we appreciate your time so much. Thanks so much. Have a great trip to Milwaukee and San Diego, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks, guys. And Chick-fil-A is the proud sponsor of Wednesdays with Wayno on 101 ESPN. Don't forget that on Wednesdays today, you should stop by your local Chick-fil-A and enjoy an ice-cold Sunjoy. Chick-fil-A is donating a portion of the proceeds of Sunjoy Wednesdays to support big league impact through the baseball regular season. Sunjoy is Chick-fil-A's new name for their Arnold Palmer drink, half lemonade, and half iced tea. Enjoy it at Chick-fil-A.
2: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard.